The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio. Heck of a show last night. I will admit I did not see it last night, however. I had to wa- I didn't watch it live. Hence my complete lack of activity on Twitter. Why? Because during the game, I was in downtown Baltimore at Ravens Cardinals. That's why. And just was too physically exhausted after that to watch the show live having gone down there at about 7.45 in, in the morning to start tailgating and then the show starts at 7 by the way it was the one time I missed the 8pm pay-per-view start I feel like if it was at 8pm I could have had enough time to sort of recuperate enough and then sit there and watch it as it happened but no I just didn't know anyway I did watch it today however and I actually thought it was a good show. I thought it was a very good show. And before I go further, let me get two things out of the way first. One, if you listen to my show regularly, you will understand I like a lot of the product that WWE puts out. Now, let me explain. Let me further explain why I like that. If they try something and I just go, well, that was a pretty cool idea. To me, something that qualifies as, yeah, it was a pretty good idea. That's enough of a reason for me to give the show a higher a higher ranking, a higher rating. I see some of you all out there going, well, it was good, but was it amazing? Are you kidding? What? what? I mean, the expectations are so ridiculous now. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. If you want to have that high expectation, that's fine. And I'm not saying lower your expectation just to make things seem better than they really are. But you can't just, you can't go on a comparable basis with everything. You just can't. Just watch the show if you liked it. You like, and I liked a lot of these. Uh, I, I I liked a lot of the matches on this card, and I thought the show went over very well as a whole. Now let me refresh you on how I rate. I rate on a scale of one to ten. If you get a seven, that's a good match. Everything it was supposed to be. If you get an eight, it surprised me a little bit. Better than I thought it would be. If you get a nine, you did absolutely awesome, fantastic stuff. And if you got a ten, it might be the greatest match I've ever seen. If you get a six to a four, you should have done better, but everybody showed up. And if you get a four or less, it, your match really wasn't worth my time. And that's why, because a lot of people say, man, you give things a lot of sevens and eights. And all. Yeah, because seven is the match that everything it was supposed to do, in my personal opinion. And this is my personal opinion. Okay? If you listen to this show or the other show I do on Fridays, you will find I hate the mindset and the question of, is it good for the business? I don't care. Is it what I'm looking for? That's, that's why I'm here. That's why I watch this. That's why I love this. But I want it to be what I'm looking for. If something happens and 88% of wrestling Twitter agrees with it and I don't, I'm going to say it was a bad call because that's my opinion. And I've, I never, I've never looked at it and gone, yeah, I don't really like it, but it's probably a good move for the business. Even if that's 100% true. Sorry. If I don't like it, I'll probably tell you I don't like it. So let's go down this card here real fast. First of all, they said every title had to be defended. Now, I'm just, I'm nitpicking here. Let me admit, I'm nitpicking about this. But I guess the 24-7 championship was technically defended? Because during the pre-show, Carmella and R-Truth were trying to hide from everyone. Truth is the current 24-7 champion. I think he's a 12 or 13-time champion by now. And... They were posing as sound people backstage. Truth had the big boom mic and Carmella had her headset on and everything. 
And Alexa Bliss told the whole arena that truth was there. So guys started running after him in the middle of the Cedric Alexander and AJ Styles match. At least I think that's the one it was in the middle of. It, or no, I'm sorry. It was in the middle of a, of a different match. I forget exactly which one. But it seemed like that was their 24-7 championship defense. Because somebody tried to roll up our truth and win the title. And he kicked out. And then everybody ran away. And I think that was, that was it. It was Alexa Bliss. That's who. Alexa Bliss rolled up our truth tried to win the 24-7 title. He kicked out. Everybody ran away. So I guess that technically counts as a title defense. Because a sanctioned ref... Didn't, yeah, all right. I'm done nitpicking. I'm sorry. But now, as far as going down the card and how this all works. First, and I'm not going in any particular order here. But first, we had the United States Championship on the pre-show. Now, some people got upset about this, that AJ Styles was defending his title on the pre-show against Cedric Alexander. Now, first of all, I don't know if you noticed, but Cedric Alexander came out and he had a jacket on, which is not usual for him, and the jacket had a 205 Live logo on it. That was a pretty cool pretty cool little tribute by him because he, he held down 205 Live as a champion for a very good period of time. He claims it was one of the better parts of his career, and I like how he keeps paying tribute to it. But I don't have a problem with AJ being on the pre-show. And yes, I will use the network stooge defense of the preview, although it's not on the network, could technically be seen by more people because you don't need a network, a network subscription to see it. It's just on the pay-per-view channel. It's just up, and everyone can see it because they're trying to entice you to buy the show. So I don't have a problem with that, especially not AJ Styles. And they had a good match for themselves. I actually gave an 8 out of 10. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. They did well. And remember, 7 is good. 8, a little bit, little bit above it. Alexander had his moments. AJ got the win. It was a nice statement kind of win by him. And AJ defends his United States Championship. As far as picks go, that one I happened to pick correctly. Then after that... We had the Cruiserweight Championship. Drew Gulak defended it in a triple threat against Lince Dorado and Umberto Carrillo. I had Carrillo winning it, but he didn't. Drew Gulak retained. It seems like a good call right now. Gulak's heel character of the law, effectively, is I think it's been a good call. Carrillo, I think, it's very interesting because he's got a very unique look to him. I'm confident enough in myself to say he's pretty. He is. And he can wrestle... Like very few people can. I think he's got a great theme music for himself. He has a look. I just don't. He hasn't been able to get all the way over. He just hasn't. And Lince Dorado is a member of Lucha House Party. That's how he was identified. And he's a good wrestler who has a good who has good potential. But the fact that this was a triple threat match tells you that I don't think WWE thought. Gulak was ready to they were ready to move on from Gulak yet no because if they did I think it would have been him versus Carrillo one-on-one and there would not have been a situation where where it could turn into a triple threat but they turn it into a triple threat and to me one of the biggest signs of we don't know how to move on yet is we're going to add more guys to the match because we don't feel like this guy as a competitor is big enough and over enough to win the championship and have an impact enough where we can get good storylines out of him or her. I just think that's the case. I think they did very well for themselves. Again, another 8 out of 10. Better than I expected. And Gulak is awesome. He can fit in anybody's style. Carrillo did all the acrobatics. Lince Dorado did all the acrobatics. There were a couple extra spots in this match I didn't see coming. And they did well. Gulak retains. I missed that pick because I thought Carrillo was going to win it. Then, again, not in any particular order, but then we had Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman start off the Clash of Champions card. They were defending their Raw Tag Team Championships, and the first time ever, the guys who are Raw Tag Team Championships had to defend their titles at the beginning of the night, and then at the end of the night, they would face each other for the Universal Championship. 
which is why I thought Ziggler and Rude would win the titles off of them. Because what are the Raw Tag Team titles right now? They are storyline fodder. That's what they are. They are not real tag team titles. There's no pristine feeling to them for lack of better term they're just they add them to certain storylines to give it a little bit of extra spice so you might pay more attention that's what they are and by the way while we're on this subject well wait before i move on there i think they had a pretty good match for themselves and i gave it a seven out of ten they did all right they did all right but we have new raw tag team champions dolph ziggler and robert Roode, who i think could really work and if you don't call yourselves the gl- glorious perfection or the glorious show-offs or something, you have made a mistake. But let's talk about the tag team division on Raw and everything. I understand it is a lot of mix-and-match tags, just regular, just ragtag, throw-together tag teams that are not quote-unquote real tag teams. So here is my, what I feel like I've noticed is a description of a real tag team to most wrestling fans, especially us in the hardcore category are you have a joint theme music, a collective name, and some kind of catchphrase or something. That is apparently a real tag team. I disagree. I disagree. I think any team can be a real tag team. I think there have been teams that never adapted a collective name that were awesome tag teams. And that's just my opinion. I think Ziggler and Rude can be fine as Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to give them their own thing. You don't need to do that. They can just stay as they are, and it would be awesome. There have been plenty of mix and match tag teams. Now, everybody knows Vince is apparently not too crazy about tag team wrestling. Okay, that's fine. But both titles change hands tonight, so I think we're in a decent enough spot. I think we are. So we have new Raw Tag Team Champions, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, but I expected that to happen because they're not going to keep those titles on Braun and Seth when they have to fight later in the night and the storyline's got to come to an end and all this. And clearly, as how the show ended, they have plans for Seth after Braun. So I'm not shocked. But I'd like to see Ziggler and Roode establish themselves and actually make the tag team titles just titles that you kind of just get them out of the category of a storyline accessory. Just make them and let them have their own storylines. I'm tired of unpromoted out of nowhere tag team championship matches in the middle of the second hour of Monday Night Raw. I don't want to see that anymore. Let's build them up a little bit. Do we do on SmackDown? SmackDown has legitimate feuds for their tag team titles. Raw doesn't do that. Raw's tag team titles are so lost in the mix, they threw them on the two guys in the main event of the show just to try to make the main event look that much bigger. And I'm not saying it was a bad decision. I just don't want the titles to do that. I don't want them to be that anymore. But yeah, that was a 7 out of 10 match. Did it right for themselves. Then we had the women's tag team championships where Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defended against... Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, a.k.a. Fire and Desire. Now, I, will, I have to open with this, because I have been one of the biggest critics of Mandy Rose's wrestling ability since she started working in the ring regularly. No, I'm not going to say that she still doesn't have work to do, because she does. Trust me. But she got better. And here's the number one way. For all of you sports guys out there, here's a very good comparison. She did... What Jameis Winston did on Thursday night, playing quarterback. You know what that is? Did he do more than he was, was expected of him? Not necessarily. He just didn't make as many mistakes. That's what she did. She didn't do that many moves. There's a lot of punching, kicking, rest hold stuff. But she didn't do anything that she could potentially mess up and get criticized on. And I have to compliment her for that. Because Sonya Deville, she can go with the best of them. Nikki and Alexa can go with the best of them. Yes, I said Alexa can go with the best of them. I don't know why everybody thinks Alexa's taking a step back. She hasn't. She's fine. But it was a pretty good match. They did okay for themselves. I gave them a 7 out of 10. It was everything it was supposed to be. A couple extra spots that you didn't see coming. But it was what it was supposed to be. And Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained 
the Women's Tag Team Championships. And contrary to most others' beliefs, I actually think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are doing a service to the Women's Tag Team Championships. I think they are making them a bigger and better part of things. Are they at the top of the list of championships? No, but don't fall into that regular wrestling fan mentality of if it's not the best championship in the company, it's not worth my time. What do you know? That's not how you need to look at this. Every championship has its own situation. It's not, again, it's a phrase they use. The man makes the title. The title doesn't make the man. For example, what is the best championship in WWE right now based on how it's being portrayed? The Raw Women's Championship. Bar none. It's on Becky Lynch. She's doing incredible things, whether it's championship, whether it's a championship match or not. That is the number one title in WWE right now, the Raw Women's Championship. What's number two, the WWE Championship? Kofi Kingston, in my opinion. What's number three, the NXT Championship? Adam Cole. What's number four? To me, it's probably the Cruiserweight Championship. Gulak's doing incredible with that thing. That thing's got more prestige than people want to give it. But I'm getting off on a tangent here. So, yes, the, the women's tag team match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, got that pick right. Yay me. I did not do good on picks, though, overall. I, I, I thought a lot more titles were going to change hands than they did. Apparently, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I think it's because I naturally thought, hey, every title's on the line this pay-per-view, so that's a great reason to shift a couple of them. And they did shift a couple, but really not that many. Then after that, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, where the New Day, represented by Big E and Xavier Woods, took on the Revival in what was a very solid tag team match. They did very well for themselves. I gave them an 8 out of 10. New champions in that one. The Revival, you talk about great-looking heels, man. They went right back to their NXT roots. Talk trash, purposefully injured you, and made you suffer through the finish. It was fantastic. And New Day did very well. They played the matchup just like they needed to. Xavier Woods spent a lot of time on the outside of the ring with a bad knee because the idea is the Revival messed up his knee a couple weeks ago. So it was tough for him to compete at at 100%. He wasn't 100%. And I think they played that perfectly. But New Day had its moments... But more, more over than not, or more often than not, the Revival dominated this matchup effectively. And it was a pretty good look for them. And then they cut the promo at the end that said Randy Orton's going to win the WWE Championship. Also, did you notice they have new tights that had two Bulldogs and a Viper on them? So apparently this is an unofficial stable at this point. They're actually putting them together for real. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that because it was a nice shot in the arm for the revival. They needed it because they're over with fans like me and fans like most of you guys listening, the the hardcore fan base. But are they over with the regular fan base? No, they're just two Southern guys in tights who don't do anything fancy in the ring. That's all anybody knows them as. Other than that, I'm not sure. Well, make sure you go check out Pro-Am Belts for me. They're one of the wonderful sponsors of our podcast network. Use our promo code TBT15OFF to get 15% off your next purchase from Pro-Am Belts. Also, check out Manscaped, who just came on board with us. They sent me a box of stuff to try. I gave everything to try, and it's awesome. Now, by the way, what is Manscaped? It is male grooming. I'm trying to, I'm trying to not say directly what that is, but I think you get the idea. I got network rules. I'm not like the rest of the network. I can't, I can't be as direct with this. I can't even really say the name of most of their products on my show. But that's what they are. They have an awesome group of products, man. Everything works. I know from experience. So go to manscaped.com. Give it a shot. Also, make sure you listen to all the other shows on my network. The Bearded Wrestling Podcast with Chris Pinero. The Rundown with Ron and Linz. And Champions Advantage with Mike and Tony. Be ready for the next couple weeks because everybody's probably doing some kind of a mock draft. Because we're gonna they're gonna do another draft in WWE. 
I'll get to that later. Well, guess what? My phone lines are open. If you want to give me a shout, give me a shout. 410-481-1300. That's 410-481-1300. When I'm back, I'll keep going down the card, and eventually we'll get into NXT's debut on the USA Network. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Is your house starting to feel hot and muggy, or is your home's AC on its last leg? Summer is here, and so is the heat, so it's time to start thinking about getting your AC system in tip-top shape. For over a century, Farden and Dermer, the comfort guys, have been keeping families like yours comfortable with their energy-efficient HVAC system. Schedule a tune-up with Farden and Dermer today for just $89, or you can purchase a new system with special financing available. Not to mention, Farden and Dermer has same-day air conditioning repair. Also, ask about our train systems. Farnan and Dermer's powerful train systems will keep you comfortable day and night, and they'll keep your utility bill in check. Take it from the comfort guys, it's hard to stop a train. So keep your family comfy, no matter what the weather brings, and call the comfort guys today at 410-902-0020, or visit them online at comfortguyshvac.com. That's comfortguyshvac.com. Farnan and Dermer, Baltimore's most reliable air conditioning, heating, and plumbing service. They're the comfort guys, and they've been making your family's comfort their family's business since 1902. Subject to credit approval, contact Farnan and Dermer for details. Are kids better off in an intact family? You bet they are. This is Joe Cordell of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. Kids living in a household with married parents do better in school, they're emotionally healthier, and they're more likely to stay out of trouble with the law. If you're in a troubled marriage, of course you should do everything you can to save your marriage, if only for your kids' sake. This includes considering alternatives to divorce. Of course, in some circumstances, divorce is unavoidable. In either case, if you're a man facing a crisis in your marriage, let us help you at Cordell & Cordell. Remember, we're the partner men can count on. The attorneys at Cordell & Cordell work to help men maximize their role in their children's lives, which includes protecting men's financial means to do so. Contact the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Baltimore area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 443-637-4000. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Offices in Baltimore, Annapolis, Sabardine, Columbia, and Frederick. From 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Going down the car for Clash of Champions, telling everybody how the matches were. Just to refresh you, the Raw Tag Team titles, Strowman and Rollins versus Ziggler and Robert Roode, in which... Ziggler and Rude became the new tag team champions. I gave that one a 7 out of 10. Pretty good match. SmackDown Live tag team championships. New Day faced off against the Revival. The Revival are the new champions. Gave that an 8 out of 10. Very solid match. Couple of, there are a couple of extra surprises there. Women's tag team championships. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against Fire and Desire. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross got the win. Gave them a 7 out of 10. Pretty good. Cruiserweight Championship, Drew Gulak, Lince Dorado, and Humberto Carrillo in a triple threat match. Gulak defended his title. I gave that one, again, an 8 out of 10. A few more surprises. Great match. The Cruiserweights never disappoint. Please, just start watching 205 Live. Seriously. Especially if it's going to go away. And I really hope it doesn't. But just start watching it. It is worth it. Some of the best wrestling you, you could ever see on a weekly basis. It's only an hour show. It's not bad. Good storylines. Drake Maverick is a GM. Occasional 24-7 champion moments. Don't worry about it. Then the United States Championship was challenged on the pre-show, AJ, uh, just like the Cruiserweight title was. AJ Styles took on Cedric Alexander. AJ Styles retained, and I gave that match an 8 out of 10. A lot better than you'd expect. Maybe not from AJ Styles, but I guess for a pre-show match. Now let's keep moving on. We have... The Intercontinental Championship, Shinsuke Nakamura, accompanied by Sami Zayn, versus The Miz. Now, Sami Zayn came out first, cut a little promo on the crowd, classic heel, introduced Nakamura. Now, for the first two and a half, three minutes of this match, Sami Zayn was outside the ring with a live microphone talking trash to The Miz the whole time. And not only was it funny, I think it's a nice wrinkle. It's a good addition to what they're trying to do with Shinsuke and Sami. Then eventually, Sami's microphone got cut off, so we couldn't hear him anymore. But nevertheless, Miz did not lose a step at all. Miz came right in when they needed him to, put on a good match. I think they did pretty good for themselves. 
I gave them an 8 out of 10. You know why? Because the finish was really creative. To me, it was a creative finish. Shinsuke couldn't really finish him. A couple reversals. Then he hits him with a giant Kinshasa after Sami Zayn gives him a little bit of a hand. Nice heel victory. Also, Shinsuke wins the outfit of the night contest. Are you kidding? Did you see what dude had on? Look like a matador superhero. And I mean that in the best possible way. But pretty good match. They did, they did well for each other. Shinsuke gets the win and retains his championship, which I think is a very interesting call because, let's face it, The Miz is the more established talent, and then you're going to make the move to network TV. Well, I'm not going to talk about this by myself anymore because Wes has called in. Wes, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good to hear from you. Oh, man. So I just actually finished watching uh, Clash of Champions because I, I couldn't watch it last night. Too much football going on. I, that's exactly what happened to me. So I know. Yes, I watched it earlier today myself. So um, I was on the boat like, why is AJ wrestling on a pre-show? But I understand you, you want people to watch. Mm-hmm. And why not put the phenomenal one on a pre-show? They had a really good match. Yeah, they did. They did very well for themselves, yeah. I thought Cedric May had pulled it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, Cedric. But, you know, I don't know. I think I think he's going to pull it out. I think they're going to do a rematch for whatever reason he's going to come out with. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody's going to beat AJ. Yeah, I I, I think – I here's how I'll, for, I'll, I'll answer that. I think Cedric is going to be United States champion at some point. But he's not going to beat Styles to do it. That's okay, how often, yeah. I think Styles will lose it to somebody else, and then Cedric will probably get a shot at it again. So I, I think he he runs into the problem where a lot of people do is they're talking. They're not when they talk. No. They don't really sound as confident. Not as I won't say confident as seasoned mm-hmm. as a lot of other people. So like when the rival were talking, I was just like, all right, they're talking and. It was okay. It wasn't the best, yeah. but it was okay. You know, it was simple. They got their point across, and they kept it moving. Mm-hmm. And they had their little tagline, so it kind of worked. Yep, yep. So, 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 yeah. I mean, overall, I liked it. I wasn't a fan going in of the uh, of the Roman um, Rowan match, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching the whole thing, I was like, oh, okay, okay, my man. I want to pull it, you know, whoever didn't see it. But yes, I was happy at the end. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that's. Uh, I mean, I was certainly on board with it because I, I like the direction they're going with Rowan, and it's kind of cool to see him getting a push, especially against somebody like a Roman Reigns. Because right. my natural instinct of this was going on is, oh, this is going to boil down somehow to Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan effectively got wiped out of the storyline, and now we were just there, and it was well, wow. So this is actually. This is actually the match we're going with. Okay, I'm curious. So, if if, if Roman would have beat Rowan, then um, mm-hmm. it would just been like another one, and like another issue. Like that's, Roman would just be somebody. Like, that's that's yeah. very true. If he overcame the odds again, everyone just would have went, "Oh man!" I mean, yes, right, he's going after Kobe next. Again. Yeah, okay. we 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 know he's he's Superman, but in this case, that also actually told me a lot about Roman Reigns because now I never speculated that Roman was one of those guys that would say, "I need to go over." I don't think he's that kind of guy, but it was kind of cool how he, how this happened, and he's just, yep, he was, he was all on board for it, absolutely. Yeah, no, why not? Try to put you know. people over. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that's crazy. So yeah. I was hoping that um, uh, um, the ladies, Mandy and uh, Sonia, would at least win the belt. Mm-hmm. Just because they haven't been doing a whole lot, and there aren't any other tag team. So let them kind of, you know, feed back and forth. I'm always a little sad when I hear um, Sanity's music because I'm just like, what could have been? <laughs> and I love Nikki, but this what could have been. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. I mean, it's it's also interesting how, you know, Nikki is one half of the women's tag team champions with Alexa Bliss and then you see Killian Dane on NXT right. making waves and big storylines, and then, yeah. then you Please see there, yeah. uh, then you see Wolf on NXT UK as part of Imperium getting a lot of spotlight. And what's interesting is, out of all four of them, as good of talents as they all are, Eric Young is the guy who's been like a world champion and stuff, and it's kind of so. Uh, now maybe he might he might not want to be in the ring. Maybe maybe that's it. I, I don't really know. don't know. So I want I want to say I saw him about a month or so ago running around after twenty four seven championship. Yes, <laughs> I was yes. like, what happened? So it's 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 a little sad because I, I think they got too many people. Like Joe wasn't there last night and. 
uh, I'm a fan of Mike Canellas. He wasn't there last night, and I'm just like, we're missing some people. But I know it's the championship class of champions, but mm-hmm. certain people need to be champion. Like, Joe needs to be a champion. Yeah. Like, what are y'all waiting for? He needs to be a champion going out. Have him win the Royal Rumble or something. I don't know, but, you know. Yeah, they, they, I was going to say that would be a nice push for him. Yeah, the Royal Rumble would be a nice push for Joe. So, But he, he has untouchable status. In my opinion, he does. It doesn't he's, matter he's how many how many big matches he loses. We all want to see him in another big match. And I think that's true. I think he is that kind of talent. He's just that good. So, I was I was I was happy to see uh, Seth at the end with with Fiend. Uh, I wish. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with had, you there. I wish he had taken the belt. Or just do it on his shoulder and kind of like walked away. That's what I was like. Oh, like you haven't seen that in a while. People don't do that anymore. Just take the belt. Then oh, they like, don't. Yeah. They they steal the championship that isn't theirs. Yeah, right. You know, I, I I I I think that would have been interesting. And I guess the way you could write that next is Bray has the title, but he acts like he has no memory of how he got it because they really are playing up the idea that he's Bray is aware that the fiend exists. But it's almost as if it's a separate personality from himself. So I, uh, I there's a lot of layers to it. Thankfully, so, so I that, that would have been a cool way to put it if, if he did if he did take the belt. But no, he he made the impact he needed to make, and when that lights out effect hit, right the pop the I'll pop wait. was absolutely massive. Everyone was just a hundred percent for it. And now to be nitpicky wrestling fans for a second, Wes, let's be honest about. What Bray has done as a fiend, he's done a lot of Firefly Fun Houses and right. taken out a few legends and had one effectively lengthened squash match against non demon Finn Balor. Right. And now he's getting the universal title shot at Hell in a Cell, well, it looks like. And we're all and we're all for it. <laughs> but the reason why I find that funny is because, I mean, no, you, you strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely go for it. And I'm such a big fan of Bray. I'm down for whatever they do with him. But. It's so funny how us fans so many times go, but what has he done to get a title shot? And then I'm not saying Bray hasn't done good stuff. He's done amazing stuff. He's proven he's one of the greatest promo artists we've seen in the past 20 years. Right. No no issue. But as far as in the ring, he's been in the ring as far as a match one what? time. Yeah. I mean, that's now that's again, that's fine. That's okay. It was at SummerSlam, big enough event. So uh, I don't know, and Hell in a Cell fits because Bray has a series of career moments at Hell in a Cell, like when he came back and attacked Dean Ambrose with the weird hologram lantern thing they did. At oh, the yeah, match. yeah, yeah. And So he has a history there, but also just the concept of the Fiend in a Hell in a Cell is, yeah, no, we all like that see, idea. <laughs> see, I like getting the Universal Championship away from, like, Braun and then away from Brock. Like, put them to the side. Like, to me, Braun is, is done. So Seth is going after other people. Now he could win, he could lose, but then you can make other people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see Joe and, and Rollins. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say that would be interesting. Joe and Rollins would be interesting. I, what? you see, I, I, I do disagree with you about Strowman. I don't think Strowman's done. He's, <laughs> I don't think he's done because I think Braun has a lot to offer, not just because he's a giant guy. That's a lot more athletic than you'd expect him to be, but it, it's, it's, it's just when he has the right opponent, he like against Seth. He looked like a million dollars. There are right. some matches where it really just doesn't click with him, and I, I, I will give people that. There are some it doesn't really click with him, but uh, I, dude, I think he's got plenty to offer still. This dude got curb stomped like seventeen times. <laughs> yes, he did, and then he finally lost. But I'm like, he was turning over track the trailers with Roman Reigns, and he got curb stomped into the mat, and then he's done. I'm just like. Braun, just take a break. Take a break for a while. Do the Sasha Banks. Take a break for a couple months. And then come on back. Come on back on the Royal Rumble and just start throwing people over the ropes. Nah, so, all right. That'd be interesting. So I'm going to say this. I'm looking forward to NXT on Wednesday. Yep. I think that, it, I, well, my concern is it may get a little watered down by being two hours. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think it might. And I mean, the I, I think it will get a little watered down, but... The the WWE attitude and NXT has of course does bleed over into that being WWE. I think people have expected that the pay per view and the regular show difference. There is a pretty defining line between that. So I think people will, you know, I think it'll still be a good product. What I'm happy about is 
obviously there will be some more wrestling on NXT, but there will be more storyline ability there. And I think that's going to open a lot of possibilities up for them. That they're going to have more TV time for that. I'm looking forward to uh, Street Profits. Hopefully that we'll see them wrestle again at yes, some point. Yes. And because my man Angelo, he's still doing his thing. He's a lazy <laughs> man. We all see. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then I guess we'll just wait until October for it to hit Fox. And yep. So that's all I got today. All right, Wes. Take it easy, man. All right. Take it easy. Man. All right. Wes filling in us opinions on things. Wes knows who he's talking about, man. I got I think Braun's got a lot to offer, man. I'm sorry, but you're 6'10", 385, and you move like you're 5'7", 115. No, you got a lot to offer, man. Like, no, I, I see where he's coming from, though, because it's not a very diverse character as far as how you can use him. Because all he can really be is the giant guy. That's really all he can be, even though he's more athletic than usual. So, I'd still like to see him and the big show one more time, and that could be Big Show's retirement. You know, give him 15 minutes, do a couple spots you don't see coming, and have that be how Big Show goes out for good. Because I think I think that would be a good, good way to send him out. But I don't know what's next for Braun. I don't know what should be next for Braun. I'm, I'm curious. But we'll see. So back to the card here, the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Bailey versus Charlotte Flair was an incredibly short match. I didn't see this coming. But Bailey went full heel, man. She cheated to win. She took the turnbuckle pad off the bottom turnbuckle and just smashed Charlotte's head into it. And that's how she beat her. And it happened in like four minutes. Nobody saw that coming. Believe it or not, that's why I gave this an 8 out of 10. I know that's weird. Trust me. I know that's a weird rating. But it's because it was so unexpected to see Bailey go full, complete heel. Because I actually really enjoy what they're doing with her. I like this role model concept. And now she's gone full heel and everything. Because they're trying to make her not be Sasha's second. Because I don't think she ever was. A lot of people think she is. I don't think she ever was Sasha's second. She's just buddies with her. If she was Sasha's second, they would be going for the women's tag team titles again. But they're not. Good idea for a concept there. And uh, the Bailey Charlotte Flair match in which Bailey retained. Then we had the Raw Women's Championship match of the night. Becky Lynch, the man versus Sasha Banks. They got good time. They did awesome. Sasha brought a chair into the mix. First, use it as a distraction just to try to get a chance to beat Becky. Didn't quite work. Becky wound up hitting a ref with a chair. How about that? By the way, there's going to be fallout from that on Raw. Tonight, apparently, she was fined $10,000 for striking an official. So there'll be fallout for that. Now, by the way, to answer everybody's questions, because there are some of you who have asked me things like this, is she really fined 10000 No, no, she's not. It's just a headline. But anyway, it, it was a cool match. The chair came into play while the ref was down for what seemed like ever. And then eventually, the match was declared over. A bunch of refs came out and got Becky off of Charlotte when she had her in the disarmor going through a chair, and that was that. Becky got disqualified, so Sasha won the match, but Becky holds on to her title because you can't lose it via disqualification. So we are not done, which means what's next? More than likely, Sasha versus Becky Lynch inside hell in a cell. I'm here for it! That's going to be cool. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I got the pick wrong because nobody won, so I can't. But those ladies, they definitely earned themselves a 9 out of 10 because it was definitely worth it. Great match, more than it was meant to be. Sasha is right back where she was. Becky delivers every single time. I just stop saying she ain't that good. Just stop. She delivers every single time. She's incredible, man. She's Patrick Mahomes. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't know. I don't even like that guy that much, but I can't deny how good he is. I just, nah. Now, I am a fan of Becky. I will, I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Then we had the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Ten years in the making. These two had a very good match. Orton just did his old school thing, played it up, made Kofi look like a million dollars. If if Kofi Kingston hasn't proven to you yet that he is a real deal WWE champion, I don't know what you need to see. Kofi retains. Good for him. 8 out of 10 match. 
put a nice cap on the rivalry, but I don't know if we're necessarily done. Good match. I got the pick right, too. Kofi managed to get the win. Again, make sure you check out Pro-Am Belts. Use our promo code to get 15% off your next order. TBT15OFF. That's TBT15OFF. Go to ProAmBelts.com. If you got a fantasy football league you want a belt for, if you want a decoration you can bring to football games or something, yep, I'd be lying if I didn't have that idea. But use our promo code TBT15OFF, our friends at ProAmBelt. Belts will give you 15% off on your next purchase. Check out Manscaped as well. Go to Manscaped.com. Give all their products a try. I gave all their products a try. They were nice enough to send everybody in our network a box of swag. And that is male grooming. Air quotes, hint, hint. Okay? That's all I can say on this show, but that's what it is. I hope you get the idea. Check out manscaped.com for that. Listen to the rest of my network, the Bearded Wrestling Podcast with Chris Panero, Champions Advantage with Mike and Tony, and the Rundown with Ron and Linz. Get ready for our, our mock draft shows because they're coming. They're all coming. When I come back, I'm going to break down the main event. Because there were two of them, the co-main events. Then we're going to preview NXT on USA. And we're going to preview Raw this evening. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Hey, Birdland. As fall rolls in, the Orioles have you covered for the last homestand of the season. On Saturday, September 21st, the first 20,000 fans 15 and over can receive an Orioles Sherpa blanket. So you can stay cozy and rock the orange straight into next season. And on Sunday, don't miss out on the final 2019 home game, where the first 20,000 fans 15 and over can take home a retro Orioles t-shirt. Plus, after the game, it's your last chance for kids to run the bases. Be part of it all. Visit Orioles.com for tickets. Hi, I'm Raymond Denon, Vice President of Optima Tax Relief. If you're in debt to the IRS, there's a lot you need to know. Starting with rule number one, don't mess with the IRS. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home or business. That's all true. But it's also true that there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like us, the experts at Optima Tax Relief. We have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we've resolved over $500 million in tax debt for our clients. We'll stand between you and the IRS and fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-354-2840-800-
So I don't know what's next for Luke, man, but I'm glad he's back. Eric Rowan got the win over Roman Reigns, and that match definitely got itself a 9 out of 10 because it was a good match. The moment certainly added some points for me. It was, it was very well done. It was a good idea. Gives me a reason to keep tuning in. I like it. Then we had the main event. Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. They had already wrestled once this night in the first match of the show, defending their Raw Tag Team titles, in which they lost them to Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Now, Rollins and Strowman, it was not that long of a match. Very hard-hitting, very high-impact, no slow burn, because they didn't really have time to do a slow burn. But anyway... They did very well for themselves. Braun Strowman had his big man moments. He threw Seth Rollins around for a while. Seth made, I mean, he looks like a million dollars throwing anybody around, but Seth made him look like a billion dollars because Seth will sell for everyone, and this was insane. But what happened? Seth Rollins eventually hit a stomp, kicked out. Another stomp, kicked out. Another stomp, kicked out. Took four stomps to beat Braun Strowman, but beat him he did. And Seth retained his Universal Championship. Braun comes up short again in his opportunity to win that particular championship because he's had quite a few opportunities to do so, and he has not succeeded yet. And then afterwards, Seth Rollins was celebrating with the title at the top of the ramp, and then the lights went out, and The Fiend showed up behind. Well, not showed up behind. He just grabbed Seth Rollins, hit him with a sister Abigail, put the mandible claw on him, was laughing the whole time. It was absolutely terrifying, and it was exactly what we needed. The crowd went absolutely insane for that, and it looks like we are getting Seth Rollins versus The Fiend at Hell in a Cell, and more likely it will be inside of a Hell in a Cell, which is just awesome. Not just because I'm a Fiend fan, but that's going to be a good match. They're going to do very well for themselves. Now, here's the thing. Seth is a Grand Slam champion. He has reached the point where he is untouchable. He is one of the faces of the industry. You could even make the case that he is the face of the industry, if not just WWE alone. You could make that case. But at Hell in a Cell, you got to think there's a very high percentage chance that Bray Wyatt wins that title, man. Because by then, Bray will have been... Because here's the deal. Bray's on Raw. Seth Rollins is on Raw. Okay, when the new deal kicks in on Fox for SmackDown, there are going to be two different rosters and those rosters are going to stay on their shows. The wild card rule and all that is going to be completely gone. So Ray is only going to be on. So Bray is only going to be on Monday nights. So what does that tell you? They have they have a three hour show. So from 10 to 11, you don't have as many rules or maybe sponsors aren't as worried about what people might say or might see on your show. So you could keep The Fiend on the third hour of the show as champion. Because some people worry that he might scare kids. He's not good for the younger audience. That's fine. There are ways you can get around that without changing anything about him. <sighs> All I know is tonight we're gonna tonight we're gonna have a heck of a Firefly Funhouse episode. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I know that's gonna be the truth. I'm looking forward to it. Now to move on here. On Wednesday night, it is the first night of NXT on the USA Network. Now, we are not getting the full two-hour show the first week on USA. Because NXT, if you didn't know, is getting moved off of the WWE Network onto USA Network. That's network television every Wednesday night, and it's a two-hour show from 8 to 10 p.m. Now, the first two weeks of NXT on USA... The first hour is going to be on USA, and the second hour is going to be on the WWE Network. That's because the show Suits is putting their last two episodes up, and they're really important, and it might be it's the series ender. The whole of Suits is going to end, I believe. It's either the series or a season. I'm not sure. I don't watch it myself. I don't watch USA unless it's Raw for the moment, SmackDown Live, or straight up Steve Austin. That's about it. <laughs> so other than that, I wouldn't know. I don't, I just, I'm just doing, just telling you what's happening. So the first two weeks of NXT on USA, the first hour is going to be on USA. And then the second will be on WWE network. After that, the whole two hours is on USA network. Now, if you look at the dates, it's September 18th. Okay. And then it's September 25th. Okay. Now, now what's the next one? But what's the next Wednesday? October 2nd, right? 
Well, well, guess what else starts on October 2nd? AEW on TNT. So the last two WWE Network sightings or live on the network sightings of NXT are before AEW starts. And then on the day AEW starts is when NXT goes fully live for two hours. Oh, it's going to be fun to see them go back and forth. I'll tell you that much. Now, what are we going to see on the USA debut of NXT? They have three matches already advertised. We have Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane, which is going to be in a street fight. Now, they've said that that's going to be on the WWE Network, which tells me it's going to be on, which means it's going to be in the second hour of the show. Then we have a four-way women's match between Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Mia Yim. The winner gets a shot at Shayna Baszler's NXT Women's Championship. I'll get back to that in a second. Then we have the North American Championship, where the Velveteen Dream takes on Roderick Strong from the Undisputed Era, as the Era is only one title away from fulfilling their prophecy where they will all be draped in gold as Adam Cole is the NXT champion. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly recently won the NXT tag team titles back from the Street Profits. And all that's left is Roddy Strong winning the North American Championship. I think he's going to win it. I think he's going to win it because I think that first live show on USA where they go fully live, they want the image of the Undisputed Era holding all the gold. There are rumors that Kevin Owens is going to go back to NXT. I think there are going to be some main roster folks that go back to NXT. Because you have to remember, now that NXT is getting USA Network TV advertising money, they can pay you what they pay a main roster superstar to be on NXT. So there are going to be people that want to go to NXT. It's no longer the minor leagues anymore. So people are going to want to go back, and they should. It'll be, a, it'll be better for the product. It'll be better for WWE overall. You talk about shakeups. Absolutely, man. Sounds good to me. Plus, imagine the benefit of, of doing live TV with WWE, working for NXT. You know what NXT isn't going to do unless it's a takeover event? They're not going to travel. They do all their shows at the same location. Think about that. You could be a WWE superstar making main roster money, not having to be on the road while still being on network television every week. You really don't think people, of course people are going to come back, and I hope they do. But as far as the matches go, I think Roddy wins the North American title. I don't want to see it happen, and that's just because I'm a massive fan of the Velveteen Dream. I don't want to see it happen. I want Dream to retain, but I think they, they like the look of the era holding all the gold. Then, in the women's fatal four-way, I want to talk about this for a second here. Let's just think about the logic, shall we? Let's think about it for a second. Candice LeRae... I don't think she had her shot at Shayna Baszler. And if she did, I think it was on regular NXT TV. And she lost. Bianca Belair, she had multiple shots at Shayna Baszler. Granted, one of them wasn't a one-on-one match, but still, multiple shots. Couldn't get it done. Io Shirai had three chances to win Shayna's title. Couldn't get it done. Now, granted, it was not as this awesome black wearing heel character so i will wipe that slate clean and then mia yim had a shot in one of the worst matches of the year against bianca at their last takeover event and whoever wins gets another shot at Shayna. i mean look Mia. let's not do mia again because it just didn't work unless they can get their ring chemistry better and then we'll be fine let's not do mia again candace she's got a thing going with eo i don't think they need to mess with that and I just don't see Candice LeRae beating. I mean, look, Candice is a good athlete. She's a good wrestler. She seems over enough. But you stand her across from Shayna Baszler. Does it really look like she's a person who can take it from Shayna Baszler? The title? No, she doesn't look like that. And I like Candice. I'm okay with Candice, but no, she, it's no. Io Shirai, she's too much of a heel. The heel-heel matchup here would be very interesting. And Io lost her opportunities originally. But again, I'll wipe that slate clean because she's playing a new character now, a big-time heel. So that would be a lot of fun to see. So if it's going to be anybody, I said let it be Bianca Belair. Because as far as who I think could legitimately beat Shayna for the title, and you could go, yeah, I could see that. 
Couldn't see it with Candice. Couldn't see it with Mia. I might be able to see it with Heel EO. Maybe. But Bianca's the one. Bianca's got the look. She's the super athletic chick. She's got all the swag in the world, man. I mean, why not? And it would be a good look for NXT to have her as a champion. I wouldn't mind her as the champion. I would eventually get over Shayna losing her title, but it would be hard. Because I'm, I'm the biggest Shayna Baszler fan in the world. Don't get me wrong. But if it's going to be anybody, and if there's a chance that Shayna loses her title, I say you go with Bianca Belair. That's, that's my two cents on that. And then Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, I think, are just going to tear the entire arena apart and just go at it for a while. It's going to be a fun match to watch. Then let's go to tonight on Raw to wrap things up. Things are going to start in about an hour on Raw. All right? First, we have the King of the Ring final between Chad Gable and Baron Corbin. Champions advantages pick. He brings the darkness. I got Gable winning because I think the underdog is going to come through here. But I'm not, I wouldn't be mad with either result. I wouldn't be mad. If Gable wins, awesome. Cool underdog story. If Corbin wins, the biggest slap in the face to your fan base, and it would be such a cool moment. Because heels have always made better kings. Let's be honest. F- face king of the rings have always been kind of, eh, okay. Heels make great kings. Oh, I've always been better at it. Because we all remember the last one, King Barrett. He was, he was pretty good in that, in that little spot. He was. Then we're going to see the fallout of what happened in Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks match last night because Becky Lynch was fined $10,000 for striking an official. So there will be fallout from that. I'm sure there's going to continue her and Sasha because nobody won the match. So this rivalry is nowhere near done. I'm, I'm curious to see some fallout from that. And I believe we might get a Firefly Funhouse or some kind of reaction from Seth and or Bray slash the fiend during tonight's show, because you got to follow it up. Although it would be smart on WWE's part to not do anything with the fiend as well. I understand you're striking while the iron's hot. I understand, but you can't overexpose him just because he's in this particular situation. You, you just can't. Uh, it's worked to not have him in the spotlight that much. It's worked. So I'm curious as to how that one's going to go. I, I really am. But that's really all the preview that I got for Raw tonight. So let me give you my overarching opinion of Clash of Champions, where things are going. The new TV deals are going to kick in, in the next couple weeks. They're going to do another draft in WWE on the on the, an episode of Raw and SmackDown. I believe it's October 4th and October 11th, I think, is it? I think WWE has put themselves in a very, very good position right now, and we're going to see what competition really does to them. You're going to see it. I think you're going to prove you're going to see Vinnie Mac ain't lost a step when it comes to competition, because for so long nobody was competing with him. Not for real. I mean, yes, was New Japan technically competing with him? Yeah. Was ROH? Yeah. Was Impact? Yeah. But not really. AEW is really going to compete with them. And you're going to see it get ramped up. I guarantee you, you're going to see it get ramped up. And AEW is going to put on some good stuff too. And AEW has something that WWE really doesn't have anymore. And that is hardcore die on that hill fans that will never change sides. No matter what they do wrong. WWE doesn't have that. Because they've been around for so long. If this were the reverse and AEW was the longstanding company and WWE was the new upstart, there would be WWE fans that would say they're good no matter what just because they're different. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be that. If you want to be that, you can be that. That's fine. But eh, eh. let's be honest. There are some WWE, there are some AEW fans, I'm sorry, that it doesn't matter what they do, man. They just, yep, it was a great idea. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Loved every second of it. Uh, AEW's made their their fair share of mistakes. Speaking of mistakes, there was a fan at the show last night that made a real mistake. Some idiot in the front row, when because Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks wound up in the crowd fighting each other, and when they came back to the ring, Becky threw Sasha over the guardrail. Some idiot in the front row reached out and tried to give Sasha a little feel-ski. Dude, what are, what are you doing, man? 
What are you doing? And now it's just, ugh. According to Bodyslam.net, Sasha's going to try to sue the guy or something. Good for her. I hope she wins. Just, just what are you doing, man? Like, just don't be an idiot. That's just, ugh. I could just, I don't, I never really understood the whole thing of, you know, I got to touch him anyway, inappropriate or not. Just, what are you doing, man? Just watch the show. All right. That's it for me. I'm out of here. I'll see you next week. Take it easy. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Maryland Terrapin Sports and live sports talk around the clock.